Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast for the week of November the 23rd. Of course, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar on their Facebook page. We're also live on the YXE Sports Podcast Facebook page. It's Matt Morrison with you. Ray Morrison is to my left. Hello. Hello. This is the second last episode for uh, November. It is. And then we get into uh, December. Yeah, exactly. So That means the days get uh, shorter. Yes. The nights get longer. And I don't know and if we just get colder. And I don't know if you heard, but uh, Dr. Uh, Fauci, who I haven't always agreed with from the state, said that St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, is immune to COVID-19. Oh, there so you go. So that's good news good, for good, December. Good for Dr. Fauci. Actually, in all seriousness, though, um, to, our drop date here is November the 23rd. 235 cases in Saskatchewan today alone. So, you know, just follow the orders and stay safe. That's all we can do. You know, mask on, keep distant, and just be smart. Exactly. It's really yeah. all we can do. Yeah, it's all we can do. Don't panic. Take it day by day, and everything's going to work out. And uh, the best of our premier, he uh, Scott Moe, is yeah. isolating after potentially coming into contact with somebody that may have had COVID nineteen. So it uh, it uh, doesn't. This one doesn't play favorites for sure. No, exactly. It was uh, well another good weekend for the both of us. Of course, uh, didn't get up to too much. Which nope. are the best weekends, in my opinion, where yep. you don't do anything. Those are the weekends that I love. And, th- and that's pretty much the normal for you, right? Well, Your yeah, productivity exactly. on weekends is pretty much the same. Yeah. Hey, I want to say hi to a former uh, TSN um, uh, co-employee that I used to work with in the day, and that's Mike Toth, who's a regular. You might remember him in his days with uh, Darren Detition on the old sports desk on TSN. Well, Mike Toth reached out to me and said he watches uh, uh, and listens to the YXE Sports Podcast every now and then from Ontario. So, Mike... Uh, Thanks for uh, thanks for the conversation. I reached out to Mike because he and his son do a blog oh. as well. So it was kind of neat. So it's, uh, it was kind of cool that he was able to reach out and say that he caught the, caught the webcast and the podcast. A big hello to Mike, and yeah, hopefully he's spreading the YXC Sports Podcast knowledge in Ontario. If he's getting any, if, if he's he, getting any knowledge out of this, yeah, podcast, well, that's true. That would, yeah, if it's all bad misinformation, great. don't don't spread that. <laughs> Just spread the good stuff, Mike. Uh, but a big thanks for uh, tuning in from all the way yeah, in Ontario. Uh, another week of NFL is in the books, with the exception of the Monday nighter tonight that has the Los Angeles Rams against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll get to that one in a second. But uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers just keep on winning. They are now 10-0, and yep. and Canadian receiver Chase Claypool had yet another touchdown reception uh, for the Steelers. There was a couple of really close good games. Um, Tennessee-Baltimore. Yep. Went to overtime. The Cowboys-Vikings went down to the wire. Green Bay-Indianapolis went to uh, overtime. Indy, by the way, they won that game. Yep. So Green Bay, they're 7-3 and three now. Yep. So they're tied with Seattle in the NFC with the same record. And least. then so, the yeah. Sunday nighter last night, Kansas City and uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. That was the a good game. AFC yep. West matchup was a good matchup as well. So what was your takeaway from this past weekend of NFL action? Well, you know, we've been talking quite a bit about Chicago and how the Bears, uh, you know, are they going to be the team? I think they had seven wins going into when we talked last Monday. Now both Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles are both hurt. So remember we wondered which way this team was going to go under Nick Foles? Well, boy, they are thin at quarterback all of a sudden. And when you're in that NFC trying to battle away against, you know, Seattle and New Orleans since 8-2 and two and those sorts of teams come playoff time, it's going to be tough to kind of stick with it and stay in the playoff hunt if your quarterbacks are going to be down and out like that. So that's uh, a little bit of a concern. A tough break for first overall pick from – 2020, uh, Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
How about this for an injury? Tore his ACL and his MCL as well, and he is going to need re- he's going to need a reconstructive knee surgery. And I mean, the he's, most exciting quarterback of a two win team, yeah, probably in the history of the NFL. Yeah. and I mean, he's twenty, twenty one years yeah. old, twenty two, whatever it is, but just a devastating injury for him. Of course, that happened against the Washington Football Team. Um, so, so now here's the question: He's does, done. Does since he win another game? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked at their schedule that close to know who they play. But that's that's the big question out there. Uh, will the Bengals win again? Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, who knows? That's, uh, that's Probably will pull one, one out. Uh, Buccaneers and Rams tonight. I want to go back to the Monday night game uh, for a couple of reasons. One, Aaron Donald against Tom Brady. A yep. young and up-and-comer, a star on a defensive line against uh, Tom Brady, who... Uh, does nothing but win. Yeah. So that'll be a good showdown. And then um, this is the first ever, and I know you have the names there, Matt, and Ian will give us a hand putting this up. This is the first ever all-black officiating crew in NFL history for tonight's Monday night game, which yeah. is kind of a great story. Super cool. So for everybody watching the webcast, you'll be able to see the officiating crew on your screen or on your phone or however you're Watching it, so we have Barry Anderson, who is the umpire for tonight's game. Jerome Booger, who is the referee. Anthony Jeffries, the side judge. Carl Johnson, the line judge. Julian Mapp, the down judge. Dale Shaw, who is the field judge. And Greg Steed, who is the back judge. So the first time in the NFL history that that's yeah. ever happened. That all Isn't that great. Yeah, fantastic. So and we're should be at. They should be officiating one heck of a football a game miles, as well. And that, that is going to be a good football yep. game, I think, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, I still think that um, the Rams have enough pieces from a couple of years ago when they were really, really, really hot under Coach McVay yep. that offensively, every now and then, they're able to kind of be okay. But then uh, you add Aaron Donald into that defense, and that's going to be a very good matchup tonight. We'll see if uh, Tom Brady who's still at times. I mean, seven and three—it's a good record, but he's still getting used to a new team, right? So, well, uh, that—that's going to be a good Monday night game on this uh, November twenty-third for sure. Well, and of course, last time Tom Brady faced off against Aaron Donald was when uh, Brady was still a member of the New England Patriots. That's right. Uh, in that Super Bowl from a few seasons ago yep. when the Rams made it to the Super Bowl, which, by the way, was probably one of the most boring Super Bowls it was. in Super Bowl era. Yeah, like, that was. game was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Yeah. Ter- I think I fell asleep, actually. You know, this one, this one hurt, and I talked about how the Saints beat Atlanta easily on Sunday. Yeah. The, this one hurts when I talk about that Atlanta oh, New yeah, England Super Bowl game. 28-3. But, yeah, that game, that, that Rams-New England game was nothing like that. That was a terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. That was a, that was a, a, sh- that was a dose for insomnia. A, sh- a Shaquille O'Neal once said that That's was horror awful. Horror awful. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, speaking of football, moving to north of the border, of course, we talked about it a little bit last week. The Canadian Football League has released their schedule for 2021. So that came down on Friday of last week. And most notably, the way that the schedule breaks down this season is that the Riders, as an example, or any team, doesn't play back-to-backs at home or back-to-backs on the road. So they'll alternate home and road every week, which is an interesting spin on things. But that's uh, how we have to do things now for 2021, which I kind of don't mind having that set-up schedule. I know it's interesting times. Once you start football, 
Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, especially in these parts, it, do, it doesn't matter if, if there's a one-week break and it's equally balanced or scheduled. It really doesn't matter. One of the things about this uh, area and, you know, Western Canada and these hotbeds is the schedule can look like whatever it looks like, especially in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. Fans are really drawn in. But it was interesting to take a look at that schedule. The Hamilton uh, Grey Cup is scheduled for November the 21st. The Riders' home opener, June 19th against Ottawa. And uh, the Riders open in Edmonton on June the 12th. The against the Edmonton is, football team. If. If. Yes. What's, what's that? I said against the Edmonton football the team. The Edmonton football yeah. team, yeah. Sorry. Um, if, if, if. You know, is this going to go? Yeah. Is this going to happen? And we still, boy, still don't know what's what's going to happen or what it's going to take to get back to some normalcy here. But it's a long time it. away, so they do have that on the side on their side. But right? we've been saying that for months too. Yeah. Well. Right. If last March I said to you, you know what, I'm not sure the Western Hockey League can start in September, you would have told me I was crazy. Yeah, that's true. Right. So yeah, it's really enough. not that far away. So, you know, especially with numbers in this second, and in some case third wave of this virus coming through it's a it's a it's a challenge but like we said last week i think you need to have a plan right you can't oh, absolutely. right so you need to have a plan so and i like the fact that they came yeah. out with a schedule and that's one thing i want to talk about a little bit so the cfl draft order was announced last week the riders will pick second in the first third and fifth rounds and then they have the eighth pick at rounds two four and six and mm-hmm. then they kind of alternate yeah so they just drew names. I think Hamilton was yep. number one, Saskatchewan yep. two. Which is the best way whatever. to do it, obviously, with no 2020 season. But if you're the Canadian Football League, do you not make a bigger deal out of this? Yeah. Out of the schedule and out of the draft. It was just kind of... Well, I didn't even know that draft thing was happening. They no. kind of just did it. News yeah. releases. Yeah. Well, Randy Ambrosi, I did see he did a little back and forth with Rod Smith, but I don't know if that was on TSN.ca or if it was actually on the air on TSN. I don't know where that came from, but, you know... You know the league's up against it when the Toronto Argos made more of a splash about their logo <laughs> than the CFL did about their schedule and their draft, right? The Toronto yeah. Argos did actually a pretty good job in promoting that new logo that we talked about last week. And then you take a look at uh, just how buried in the news cycle the draft and the schedule was for the Canadian Football League. I, I'm, I'm almost at a loss to think about that right. when you're, you know, you're trying, to, trying to keep things going and trying to keep the interest in your league up. I was just a little bit shocked at how uh, there just wasn't much attention to either the draft order or uh, a 2021 schedule. In terms of the 2021 schedule, especially for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, like we said, they'll kick off the season in Edmonton. They will end the season, the regular season, at home to the Montreal Alouettes on October the 23rd. They are at home on Canada Day. Thursday, July 1st, against the Calgary Stampeders. That should be one heck of a football game. And a lot of Saturday home games for the Riders this season as well, with the exception of Labor Day, which is always Sunday, and then the Thursday Canada Day game against the Stampeders, and then I think they have a Friday night game against the Argos. Every other game after that is a Saturday evening, so maybe some ways to uh, drum up some business and try to get some fans in Mosaic Stadium. Speaking of fans in Mosaic Stadium, yesterday over the weekend was supposed to be Grey Cup for the 2020 season. Of course, Regina was supposed to host it. That never happened. I know we've talked about it on the show before, but because the Grey Cup was supposed to be yesterday, what Grey Cup memories of the past stick out to you? Hmm... Well, I wasn't at the 89 game when Ridgeway kicked a field goal. I remember watching that downtown at the Centennial Auditorium okay. with a group of people, so yep. that was fun. But the games I was at, 
Boy, I, again, I'd have to say that 2013 game, that 45-23 rider win over Hamilton, just because it was so dominant. And one of the guys I was the happiest for on that uh, 2013 day was GM Brendan Tammon because there was just all sorts of pressure on Tammon to win. That was the year he brought in Dwight Anderson, who turned out to be a little bit of a handful off the field. Uh, he brought in G. Roy Simon as well, which at that stage of his career was a little bit of a gamble. He had Darian Durant to work with. But there was a lot of pressure on Brendan to win that year. And not only did they win, but they won in convincing fashion. So for a Saskatoon guy to pull that off the way he did was amazing. And, and there wasn't one particular play. You kind of knew the day was going bad when Henry Burris wasn't ready for that one snap. Yeah, that just went way past That's him. Yep. Kind, that kind of was the game for Hamilton, right? Uh, and, you know, you, you, you go back and you think about that. Um, and you look back at the game, it wasn't really a close game for the most part. Mm-hmm. You kind of knew that the Riders were in pretty good shape and that their stars were going to be able to, to pull this out. But the one thing I'll never forget is in the Green and White Lounge, I went up to George Reid after the game. And, of course, it's a hometown win in the Grey Cup Championship, so everybody's quite excited. And I went down into the Green and White Lounge, and I saw George Reid, the legendary George Reid, Rider royalty. And I said, George, what do you think? And he looked at me and said, Ray, he said... You think of all the games George Reed has played in, for him to look at me and said, this is the biggest win in Saskatchewan Rough Rider franchise history. That didn't dawn on me until George Reed told me that. Yeah. And he was right. Yeah. Right? Because you had 30,000 fans there witnessing what the Saskatchewan Rough Riders had only done four times. Yeah. And so that was, that was pretty amazing. But the other one, too, was 2007 when um, – the Riders. A couple stories about that 2007 game. It wasn't the most exciting game. Remember Andy Fan too? Yeah. kind of James Johnson. Yeah, James Johnson was great on defense. Yeah. That was the most exciting part of the game was the defensive <laughs> play, to be honest with you. But um, but Kerry Joseph comes in and gets the win. And in 2007, I remember two things about that. One, the quiet, understated Gene Mikowski was walking down the far sidelines. And players after the game, we had nothing but time after the game. All our stories were filed, so we were just hanging out. We were watching the Riders stream out of the locker room. And I saw a very quiet Gene Mikowski, who I've known since he played for the U.S. Huskies. He just looked up at me, saw me, <laughs> and gave me a fist pump. That was Gene's nice. celebration, yeah. which was so Gene because yeah. it was understated, and yet it meant a lot to him. And I want to say it was Katwana Jones, who was celebrating so much on the Rogers Center turf that he actually needed med- medical attention because he strained a hamstring or pulled a hamstring <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> So, Classic. those are the two things I remember yeah. about that 2007 uh, uh, Great Cup win for Just, the Riders over the Bombers. That right. year. Yeah. One quick note on that 2013 team. you got to think of all the Saskatchewan Rough Rider teams, even the ones that have won, even 89, 07, uh, 66. you got to think that that 2013 team is probably one of the best Rider teams ever assembled. Yep. Right. Well, Brendan Tammon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I go back to that. Brendan Tammon did a great yeah. job because the pressure was on him to – Win that Grey Cup. And the, and the other thing, too, is, I, and I still maintain this, that I really think there needs to be consim- some consideration to have Darian Durant's number retired. Yeah, for sure. Retire and the I, number that's four. That's not a popular thing to say with some, <laughs> but I honestly believe that that's something that should happen. So, there you go. Well, yeah. No, I'm in total agreement with that. I think... Yeah. Uh, Darian Durant should have his number retired as well. So, of course, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, and they are open. Remember that there is a mask policy in effect now, so make sure that you bring your mask into Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. But they are open, and it's still the same great service 
You can enjoy their things like t- chicken tenders, the Wendell Burger, and the best fries in the business. Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar can also come to you. That's right. They do do delivery. Make sure that you're checking their Facebook page for delivery specials and for uh, daily specials as well. Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is on the corner of Circle and Ottawa. You can call 306-382-1717. So make sure you get out and support local and support uh, the fantastic staff that's at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. We haven't really talked about it a whole, whole ton uh, just because we've had many other things. But um, I think uh, producer Ian Roach thinks that we're going to be doing uh, F1, but we're not. Uh, Saskatchewan (laughs) Junior Hockey League. But so you're right. That trend will continue. Yes. Yeah, you're right. We're not going to talk much about F1. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, But anyways, the uh, SJHL, of course, they have had a couple of hiccups. COVID-19 being one of them. Also, they've been on the unfortunate end of just some big weather storms. Yeah. Snowstorms that have happened. So uh, obviously the Flin Flon Bombers are in a difficult spot. They've only actually played two games this year because of the new rules in Manitoba. And, of course, Flin Flon is considered parts of Manitoba. But, anyways, the season is going on to their best, the best of their ability, and some things popped out to me. Uh, one of them being the LaRange Ice Wolves are 4-1. and one. Of course, they're led by Kevin Killer-Kamitsky yeah. and Galen Patterson, former Saskatoon Blade, on that yeah. coaching staff. Hummels and Estevan are 4-1 and one this yep. season as well. So... Hopefully they can complete the 2020-2021 SJHL season with very few hiccups, but uh, there have been some positives to come away from the very short SJ season so far. Yeah, and I think that that, uh, contract extension for Kevin Kaminsky, the coach of the LaRange Ice Wolves, goes to 2025. Okay. I think it's a 2024-2025 season, so that's a long-time extension. So obviously when Kevin arrived in 2018, they really like, you know, a former NHLer, former Saskatoon Blade like Galen Patterson, but a former NHLer who, uh, you know, has had a cup of coffee with the Washington Capitals in the day who kind of knows – what it is, and is taking the role very seriously. So you can tell as coach and GM, he's really trying to build a culture there that uh, you know the LaRange fans can get behind. And I think I looked at the roster of the LaRange team. I think there's about three players from Saskatoon on that team. Okay. So yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's good to see. But that new contract was just given out on Friday. Right. Yeah. And it goes to the 2025 year. So that's so, nice to see Kevin Kaminsky. Yeah. Uh, He's so doing settle, some great settle, things. Yeah, yep. settle into something like that. That's yep. really good. For sure. Of course, new to the SJHL this season, well, for the time being, until the Western Hockey League gets going, is that the SJHL can actually be loaned players from WHL teams. So one of those players that has been loaned to the Estevan Bruins has been Cole Fonstad, who is a draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens. He has 10 points in six games for the Estevan Bruins so far, so he's been well, a big reason for their success. Uh, from Prince Albert? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's an Esteban. He's yes, from Esteban. he's from Esteban. Yeah, yeah. So the rule was is that you could be loaned to your SJ team if where you were born or where you grew up fell near an SJ oh, okay. team. Oh, There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, and then obviously if the Western Hockey League, uh, you know, team would allow that yeah, or we'll whatever. we'll see what January brings here, boy. Yeah. It's so hard to know. I mean, when you've got, like we've talked about on this podcast before, Matt, when you've got a league in two states and four provinces, that's tough to get everybody on board. Right. I mean, the SJHL is having struggles with Flin Flon just across yeah. the border, right? So, right. 
it's a that's a challenge. I'll be uh, Mr. Positive about this, and I'll just continue that uh, to say boy. that uh, we're going to be able to do it. Um, Mick Magoo, of course, left us, unfortunately, two years ago. He was a former longtime National Hockey League ref, ref in uh, the NHL for 21 seasons. He was from Regina, officiated over 1,100 NHL games, over 60 playoff games, including a Stanley Cup final as well. So the reason that I'm bringing this up is that his son... Luke Magoo wore one of his old referee jerseys, one of Mick's old referee jerseys, uh, when he officiated the game between the Weyburn Red Wings and the Estevan Bruins this past weekend as a way to honor his late father, who, like I said, did pass away two years ago. And, of course, Mick Magoo uh, cut his teeth in the SJHL, so a pretty yep. cool uh, way to honor his uh, his old man uh, by doing that. Well, it was kind of nice, too, that the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League basically said, you know what, yeah, Go ahead and if you're a go ahead and wear a mixed jersey, yeah. you know, because it's got an NHL logo yeah. on it and it means a lot to Luke. And I couldn't help but to think that on the weekend when you were doing an Esteban Weyburn game, <clears throat> that there'd be this much news about a referee just simply because if you were uh, around the Esteban Bruins like I was as a play-by-play guy in the early '80s. Esteban Weyburn games really needed a referee. <laughs> Trust me. So that was, that was kind of neat that uh, Luke Bagoo was able to do that. There was a great story by Cole Davenport of CTV about that tonight. Yeah. I just saw an interview with Luke. and um, that was, uh, that's, that's really nice that uh, you know, he's able to kind of pay tribute to, uh, to Mick Magoo, uh, not only in the Saskatchewan Midget AAA loop, but, yeah. uh, but in the SJHL as well. That's great. For sure. Yep, so, good. I think that pretty much wraps up uh, this week's ex- episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. Of course, uh, the NFL is still going on strong. There's the Monday Nighter tonight between the Rams and the Buccaneers, but uh, really not much in the way of sports for this past week. So, uh, typically, all the sports news seems to happen on Tuesday. So, yep. we'll hope for a big Tuesday <laughs> in the sporting world. But uh, big thanks to everybody that tuned in. And watched us live on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page and on the YXC Sports Podcast Facebook page. And a big thanks to everybody listening to the audio version of the YXC Sports Podcast. Of course, you can head over to our website, yxcsportspodcast.com, to catch up on all past episodes. And I know producer Ian Roach had some comments about my mustache earlier this week. So one more week with the mustache, and then we'll be back to clean shave. Okay. And it'll be all good. Good. So many have been asking. There, there you go. So, Like I said, a big thanks to everybody for watching this week. Stay safe, and we will talk to you a week from tonight.